welcome 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 everybody this is the first ever episode of the south african dj podcast and of course i'm your host with the most mxr the enigma yeah so we here and i i just want to first start off by telling the necessity to have this show so i feel like you know we don't document much when it comes to the sa um dj culture and what it entails what's happening going deep into we don't have a platform where such discussions are being had so i felt the need to create this podcast and sit down with people who are within and involved in the dj culture so this won't be limited to just djs or people that directly deal with djs and all of that it's people just within the sa dj culture so i could sit down with someone who is a massive consumer of south africans dj's works at some point and yeah i just felt that's the real need of having this podcast sit down just have a discussion with anyone and everyone and also yourself you know listening you could engage me as well um i will tell you all about how we can do that later on um but right now i just want to also tell you that the future of the show is we're gonna try by all means necessary to drop a podcast at least once a month now this just does not mean you'll only get 12 podcasts in a year but it, it means that at the bare minimum you will get 12 podcasts but at the most we'll give you as much as we can um with as much people we can sit down with um giving time allowance and the reason why we had to do it in a podcast format is so that it's much easier to get people um for a podcast format because it's free and we can work around the people's schedules as opposed to having something live on a specific day sometimes people's schedules are very tricky to work around so that's the reason why we've chosen to go this route with the south african dj podcast but in short we're gonna call it the sa dj podcast so remember on twitter just hashtag sa dj podcast that's that's all it is and now i want to get the show rolling and actually introduce our very first guest who's a great friend of mine um but he's also someone that i feel is very knowledgeable when it comes to the sadj culture and everything within djing even abroad not just in djing so we'll even sometimes touch in context of the world as to what's happening in the world out there and yeah as opposed to what's happening within the dj culture but without further ado i'd like to um introduce my bit my 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 yeah my best mate here besto guy one how's it how's it thanks for having me bro yeah man it's cool it's cool it's an honor to have you on my show as my first guest so um besto is his dj name right yeah and your 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 your, your government name if you don't mind me saying is tidiso matasa right yeah. So, Tidiso Matasa Besto. How do we get to Besto? Okay, um, so I think it was like in grade three. And I was chilling with my friends at the time. And used to play soccer before I actually moved on to DJing. So, we were trying to get names. Um, Brazil was very famous at the time because of their flair. And for winning so we were looking for names that you know you know you had like ronaldo rivaldo ronaldinho so we're looking for that oh oh mm, oh mm. so now a lot of names came up and then um the one friend wrote down what i thought was pesto and then i said ah pesto i actually like this one mm. it's like no i can't remember what he said it was it's like nah it's fine your handwriting here seems like pesto so i'll take pesto so it was even robesto because oh, i carry okay yeah okay. roberto carlos was a defender so yeah uh, right. when i was playing soccer i was a defender so it was robesto and then when soccer left i cut the row out all right, all right. so it's one of those cases where because a lot of people the name chooses them but you chose your name and you went ahead with it would you say something like that yeah probably my eyesight <laughs> so we can blame it on the poor eyesight yeah no 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 okay cool that's all cool and well um 
what I'll say, what I'll say is, um, I just want to now find out from you, when was the first time you were ever exposed to DJing? Like in the broadest form, you know, it could literally, it doesn't have to be someone, you know, on Pioneer decks or whatever, but literally maybe a wedding or, or like the first time you realize that you're exposed and you're aware that that guy's playing music for a crowd. Like, okay. um, so my first time ever, um, it wasn't actually like exposed to a crowd or anything. Mm. So I was visiting uh, my friend Untirit in Pakistan, like in primary again, mm-hmm. and he had the software Automix, virtual DJ Automix. Mm. So he was showing me this thing, and then I was like, nah, let me try it. I hit a loop, I actually hit it right. Then I just stuck on that loop. I couldn't do anything else besides that. And it's like, ah, you whack. Ah, bah. Then when I later actually um, started getting interest in um, DJing, you know, um, slow. Um, we were at his place. I can't remember whose birthday party it was. I think it was his or someone else. And we had to wear pink or something like that. Mm, okay. <laughs> Very flamboyant. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it was for a lady at that time. So hence the pink. So we were upstairs as kids, high school, yes. And he had Automix. I was like, nah, I've seen this thing. Please teach me this thing. He taught me and I was stuck on it and ever since, yeah. So you can say he was my teacher, but my first exposure um, was in Pakistan. Mm, Alright, alright, alright. And now, coming from those experiences, you must have then started looking at the outward world as to what does DJing mean? Who else is doing this atomics thing? Um, type of thing and what was your experience with that with the outside world and seeing it all around you type of thing what did you notice around that time you know like I don't know if you've noticed like it happens a lot with like cars right Mm -hmm. like you there's a certain car you like Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden you see it more often Mm -hmm. you know so it was that thing of you're interested in DJing or the software and now when you're exposed to like parties and whatever and you see actually this thing is actually a thing mm. people who use laptops use Automix mm. and you kind of get in excited because it's like wow actually I saw this thing and I was exposed to it and these people are using it so if I want to do this I'm on the right path mm. you know so yeah that's how I actually I found it weird but that's how it happened so was this at parties that you were going to at the time or social gatherings or I'd say more like social gatherings mm-hmm. or passing by a party and then you're like actually I want to see what this guy is doing go there you know because you know like the bash yeah there's, there's no barrier yeah there's no barrier of entrance yeah damage fee nah <laughs> everyone is invited if you want to go to the DJ you can so there was a DJ was playing with a laptop at the time you know because it was all about CDJ 100s during those days <laughs> so yeah so he, he was looked at weird but I was like I want to see what this guy is doing and I was using Motomix so I was excited okay so yeah okay all right no no that's that that's very cool so then drawing from that experience how did you then how did you then grow and also going back to those people that you noticed were atomix djs or those guys that you were watching at the thingy what did you notice about their mannerisms at the time besides the music that was being played at the time what else did you notice about the mannerisms amongst what you would call the back then atomix djs and stuff like that like was there a certain culture do you think um to be honest i really didn't pay attention you know back then um but you would see that these people 
just there just wearing a t-shirt jeans sneaker out dope you know what they said and whatever and yeah uh, besides that the DJs who played on CDJs or vinyls you know okay let me not say vinyl because it wouldn't apply you know but you would know if someone comes with a soul candy pouch CD pouch then you you know there's yeah. a great time coming <laughs> you know you know that yeah this guy is gonna come in with flame so yeah it was that thing of if you don't have this kind of you know um, CD pouch you know then yeah we'll listen to you but we're more interested in the guy with the soul candy pouch I, I also remember, well, with my experience, you know, going backwards, speaking about CD pouches, there was also this one, I, I can't remember the exact brand, but I think it was called Slapper. You the know? black one. Um, I can't remember what color it was. I just remember that logo. And I knew that DJs that had this, like, man, it, like, they, like they knew their stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it's, it's, I would say it was like a very... Um, a very exclusive brand of CD pouches at the time. It showed um, that this person takes their craft seriously because at the time those pouches didn't come cheap. Yeah, you know that's what I mean? true. So with 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 those with those um, pouches and all of that, you spoke about Soul Candy being on the pouch. Now, would you say Soul Candy was an era you were a part of, like the Soul Candy era? Yeah, you mean in terms of DJing? Like in terms of being exposed as a consumer, oh. as as a part of it, like part and parcel with you, would you say you remember definitely, that era? Definitely, oh. like Sessions 3 was what was sold to me. Like from there I was like, yeah. So that's your earliest so remnants candy. of what Soul Candy was, Sessions 3. Not that it was my earliest, but it was that concrete one because i think it was my first house cd that i owned Mm -hmm. yeah so at first i saw it with a friend primary again and brought this this and i was like this is dope you know i know we've been listening to Boma chance and mojava and whatever Mm. but you must listen to these guys these guys play house i'm like okay so speaking of house um you're a house DJ and I'd say I'd go as far as saying a house fanatic. Yeah. Right. So we got the story of how you got introduced to Atomics, but how then did you come to house? Because back then you could have been a quite dope person. You could have been like the earliest hip hop head with Bosquata Camp and you know, Bozab's the last letter, but you chose house. And was it a matter of you chose house or did house choose you? type of issue um i think i had no choice i think the environment um played a huge part because even though like my first cd that i actually owned was get rich or die trying by 50 cent yeah you know that was my first cd <laughs> i did not know that about you <laughs> yeah okay, that was actually my very first cd but the environment i was always exposed to new music and it was always house you know, there was a guy called Temba, Temba Mbed, you know, I still remember. Mm. That guy would sell CDs to us. Like, yeah, 10 disc, 10 rand, you know. And I was like, ah, come on, bro, at least sample, let me just take it. It's like, nah, also I'm getting it from, I had to pay or whatever, whatever. But we used to listen to it and, yeah, we, you know. Cause I'm also I'm also big on exclusives or getting music early. So mm. I guess I was exposed to such from a very very early stage or very early mm. age, you know. So I yeah, know it was just house, especially Capitol, because I was introduced via Pitor, you know, Bom Java, Bom Achansa, um, yeah, just all of them. So the Bacardi house. Like, I don't know say? if that's Bacardi, bro. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, it depends who you ask. Um, you know, because especially with house genres and all of that, it's always a big debate as to how we go about it. Yeah. But speaking of you getting Bomo Java and stuff like that from Tembambele, if yeah. I, I'm not mistaken. Yes. Um, back then, how did you guys know that there was something new out? 
you know because i can imagine there's no social media you know what i mean there's no twitter there's no there's no facebook there's no i don't know youtube channels that people are watching to get these type of things the the, the only thing i can think of in 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 my era was radio you yeah. know what i mean so how did you as best to chase exclusives how did you know that smangmang something's out before the wave catches on okay um so i'll go back to primary mm-hmm. actually radio i think radio actually touched it more in high school so there were people like tembambele mm. who were probably bokrotman or maybe he had a khrotman yeah you know and they would get these stuff first and obviously we would it would funnel down to us yeah. you know what i'm saying so it was that thing of it was through the people that we have also back in our days you know um it was about the takes with the loudest sound with the latest music you know bo please call me you know <laughs> and all of them you know so they had the latest music you know and that's probably because of the primary kids as well mm. because primary kids have the latest music don't sleep on those guys <laughs> if you want to know music primary kids but yeah it just depends what kind of genre you are at but they have the latest music so it was yeah we just got music kabotembambele that was botsepang you know they would bring boso candy then would have bopituri then there were those with deep so we'd get those things either through phones or CDs you know so radio i only tested in high school to be honest mm. so yeah it was that thing of who are you exposed to at that time who could get you that stuff okay that's that's very interesting so but people like botembambele that were basically your plugs you yeah know, um major 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 plugs, plugs. um like were they also people that were DJs at the time or pursuing DJing or as a hobby or however or were these just people that were just basically plugging music uh, they were just immersed in the culture they went into DJing I mean we in primary you know so <laughs> well from where I am yeah you, you get what I'm saying so it was just immersed in the culture more than us you know so yeah it was just that thing of ah I'm exposed to this I live in Soweto come on okay yeah. okay okay so now speaking about you exposed to this living in Soweto and all of that contrasting back then to when Tembampele used to be a plug and now you're a DJ you know getting gigs producing some of your own songs how would you say it's changed how you source your music where your music comes from nowadays oh now now I uh throughout the years I've taught myself the art of searching because searching you know you, you can get music music isn't really hard to get but to get something that's not out before or that's just out that's or something that's good you know mm. that's where the art is you know because you have to search and search and make sure you're always in the loop you know like in today's world a month can set you back like mm. and currently I'm months back yeah and and, and 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 I was gonna actually get to that part of the question where I was going to ask you that as much as technology has made lives easier and all of that surely there must be struggles that now come with the new era of doing things in the essay culture as opposed to back then you knew that Tembambel is like my plaque is my sources he's my guy and it's that simple I go to him I give him whatever I give him and I get in exchange the yeah. latest you know so what would you then say has changed for the better and what's changed for the worse in terms of then and now well because I had a plaque back then and I normally had a plaque as years gone by I had to be my own plaque so I guess it was that thing of I have to teach myself how to do these things. And then I become a plug for some people, you know, and then you realize also that you need to connect with people, mm. whether you're a plug or not, you still need to connect with people so that you're always in the loop. You hear what I'm saying? There's, there's like, I'm not 
a, a piano DJ. But if I carve I want latest piano that's not out, there's a DJ Malibu. You hear what I'm saying? Mm. Um, if I want the latest melodic techno, I'll go to my little brother. You know, mm. um, I, I talk myself with Afro House or if I'm at parties and I'm like, actually, I like the song. I must just find a way to get it, you know. So it's, yeah, I guess it, it's good to, to do things yourself so that you learn and you know so that you don't struggle when your plug is not around. You get what I'm saying? So, yeah. All right. So then you are a part and parcel of the SADJ culture. You've come a long way from back then being being exposed to atomics being a a a a person that fetches music from a tembambele what is your current opinion on the sadj culture currently as of march 2020 yo okay um there's 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 a certain new influx you know you always hear people say everyone wants to be a dj and then it's like yeah there's already djs and then you see even influencers and celebs are buying into this thing maybe because of it's a multi-billion dollar you know market if we're talking from a world perspective you know so everyone wants in on that you know some people earn 150 an hour that that's <laughs> insane you know some people have to work that for a year. Some don't even get there. You get what I'm saying? Then you get someone who does that in an hour. And they have several gigs. You can do the math. Obviously, now there's commissions and stuff. Yeah. So now, um, also, so you have to understand it's like economics. You know, when you have an influx or something, at some point, quality is lost. Yeah. You, you know? so the 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 ethos of djing and how it's supposed to be retained mm. it's it's losing a lot you know like things like how to um how to balance out your hour like in terms of the journey you know an hour is small but hey that's how things are today you need to make a journey within an hour if you get if you're lucky you get two hours People don't know how to do that anymore. People just want to play hits. It's all about the top 40. <laughs> you know, if you're in Apple Music, you've got your playlists that are hot, you can be a DJ in today's world. If you know how to DJ and you have the top 40 songs or from radio or whatever, you can DJ in today's world. You know, back then it was more about who has the latest music, um, who can play this better now it's about the hits you know and funny enough only legends um, are kind of surviving because they were known for how they play their sets it's only very few of us who can still do that and even then with the current market because some of us still are up and coming it's a bit tough because people just want hits mm. you know hit after hit after hit and they don't understand that there's a psychology going into this thing you know a promoter spent his time curating a lineup those who still create a lineup mm. for the night and not just because they say ah so and so is a headliner in all these parties so he must be a headliner or she must be a headliner here you know mm. so it has lost a lot of its ethos and its meaning you know because people get away like People get away from home and whatever to enjoy themselves and they wanna feel they want a story. You know, I don't I don't I don't think you can tell a story with hit after hit after hit. It's like waking up in the morning. You don't wake up in the morning hyped. Not all the time yeah. anyway. You know, you start off slow, um, probably check your phone mm. or whatever, you go and shower, whatever, eat, and then your day goes by in the afternoon, now things start to pick up. Towards the end, as in night, then things slow down again and you sleep. Yeah. People don't kind of use the mentality while the DJs that are there. You know, not every one of us <laughs> does that. You know, so everyone wants to 
have that afternoon hype from from the morning till the night not understanding that even your party yourself yeah cannot do that cannot do that yeah i know yeah. that's very true that's very true i mean speaking of influxes it may it reminds me of the last hoods versus burbs you and i were playing at at zone six venue i i, I felt the the influx that yo there is a lot of us you know and when i looked at that lineup i i felt all of us deserve to be on that lineup you know what i mean yeah but it got to a point where just to paint a picture of how bad that lineup was was packed we all had 20 minute sets you know if i think back the only people that had more than 20 minutes is someone like a b a ph who was playing on the night as well but it's like from people who were playing earlier on to all the way at the end of the night everybody deserved to be on that lineup yeah so it 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 begs the question for me that do you feel that with this new influx of everyone wanting to be a dj there's not enough um platforms where everybody can play because maybe if we had three zone sixes for like i'm just now making a point that not to say that zone six must own three different types of venues yeah but three like three more expanding type of zone sixes maybe across the way or just across johannesburg somewhere yeah um we would have a better um intake of the new influx of people that are coming into the djing world because now it's getting to the point where i feel it's getting a bit cutthroat you know where if it's not your set time that's being chowed it's your it's your it's your money because somebody who's trying to be another best is trying to undercut you they're aiming at the gigs that you're aiming at yeah. and they're telling promoters that i'll go for less what that guy is i'm not saying that now promoters are the unethical ones talking about our prices behind our backs but do you feel what what's your take on that do you feel that that would have maybe remedied the situation no simply because of this analogy a real life example in 12 had think three lanes mm-hmm. then they opened four we thought that was great there's still traffic so mm. okay okay yeah okay. so whether there's three four five zone sixes there'll still be many djs which i think i think also now that i think about it um recently coming from maboning and i've been a person that goes to maboning a lot i realized there's this building that's just like it's opened up so many new like clubs and that jojo's one yeah Yeah, that (laughs) building so that jojo's building has got so many mini clubs as well so shakers extreme so shakers is a place that already exists they decided let's open up a shakers extreme I'm still not too clued up as to what the real difference is between the two. Mm. But JoJo's, I would equate it to something like a a Zone 6. I'm not too... I, I, I'm i not very, too sure. Very, very, very small one. Yeah, but that's what I was getting at. Yeah. That I'm not too sure about the size of like how much capacity it can take yeah. and all of that. But, but I, I feel like, you know, they're trying to open up these places. There's, there's a place we used to play at called Velvet Lounge, which is on the other side of Maboning's not Maboning precinct yeah but there's places like that where they're also offering new and establishments while the older establishments in Brahm we still got Great Dane in in, in Soweto we've still yeah. got um Zone 6 we've still got Ubuntu Kral you know we've still got places in um Malville that are still open and all of that but do you feel that things like it's it's dark and gloom in the industry right now or is the light at the end of the tunnel with all these influx you know what can i say okay what what i can say is um it's all about navigating i think i've realized because i'm i'm a scholar of life Mm -hmm. you know and i love research you know so what i've noticed is to be in the spaces that you want to be in you need to be in the certain circles 
it's normal enough to be in someone's peripheral mm. you know maybe that worked two years ago now it's a, it's a matter of if you want to play at for example deep in the city sharp black coffee plays your song mm. in ibiza that's being in his peripheral you need to be in the circle now if you want to play you know there's guys like fk mash who 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 were fortunate enough to be in that circle you know there's people like punk and betsy mm. you know were fortunate to be in that circle so it's all about being in the circles now from my perspective you know it's that that's how it is you know even with certain gigs you need to know certain people and sometimes even knowing certain people isn't enough mm. you know you need to be in the circles now you know if you be in the circles and you're accepted things will start to open up but obviously with these things you must also have something to leverage on it's very important that um because or i've struggled i'm still struggling to get something to leverage with you mm. know so that things can start moving quicker i guess yeah you know so it's very important also as you be in the circles you know you build something that you can leverage with if you want something else on the side to bring into the circle or you know something you can have for the side for yourself or for whoever you know so you need to navigate there's a lot of us so you need to navigate through that you know sometimes it's sheer luck but you need to be prepared you know if you're not prepared ah, you're gonna get child you stay at the bottom that's how it is so it's like that everywhere there's a sninning there's influx of ca's you need to navigate through that sninning there's a shortage hr wherever you need to navigate be within the circles it might be costly but if you really want this it will be worth it at the end you won't even see it in five or ten years time that a hey, used to cost me so much to do these things now you don't even think about that money anymore or the time or the energy because you're in a different space in a better space the space that you wanted to be in you know mm. so i think that's my little advice that if you want to be somewhere try and get to be in those circles you know in those spaces and see how it goes okay you know that's very interesting to think that you are saying that now people need to be in circles as opposed to when i think back to as like as 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 okay i want to think more recent something that people will resonate with i'll go as far back as a story of someone like heavy k so back then it used to be that you needed a hot song you know like you needed to be a producer you needed if you're not a producer you needed to 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 befriend a producer who's gonna help you make a hot song that's and, still even true now and, and 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 once the hot song um infiltrates the streets it doesn't necessarily have to be radio then the bookings come somewhere somehow you know and to some people i'll make an example with the story that i don't think most people are familiar with the biggest problem so there used to be this guy i'm not i'm I'm saying used to like he passed on he's still alive this bloke called um soul penduka so the story of soul penduka is he was a a big guy around the times of when kulu and them were coming up while he was still at yfm yes but the thing is with soul penduka is um he was the type of guy that he made remixes he made songs as all of, and all of that and most of his songs sounded because it was a tribal sound at the time which maybe i guess at the time because it was the it was everywhere it was an easy thing to learn to produce right and now um when people booked him the reason why like he kind of got phased out of gigs is because what um he was playing at the gigs was not necessarily what he was producing so he'd get to a gig and he'd want to play kent stuff you know he'd want to be the party rocker he didn't want to be the cool of the song who didn't necessarily want to be the party rocker but he knew his lane 
yeah. in the party scene and if you book Kulo you knew that you're gonna get Kulo you're gonna get Kulo the Kulo that you know yeah. but with So Penduka you you hear this with So Penduka mm. and then you book him and then you just don't get him you know so it, like in modern day terms it's like hearing a Kabza the small be a piano DJ and then you book him and suddenly he's playing Afrotech at a gig I, I think that also kills brands as yeah. well that's just my two cents in it but i interesting you say that it's still that way um so you feel like besides having a circle it's still possible to make a hot track and then boom are we are we talking in testament with i'm a piano djs and producers would you say that's their story or is it just because they there's more piano events now that they are booming um if a song is hot it's hot okay you 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 know there's there's certain songs that aren't subjective if it's hot it's hot mm. you get what i'm saying no matter what the genre and it's about you know like i say putting it being the right circles yeah. so that it can be exposed to a wider market yeah you know um piano you know started as a very niche sound and became commercial it's very easy now like if i really put you know my energy into it i can probably produce a piano song mm. yeah i'm saying but that doesn't take away from what piano djs or producers are doing that that's got nothing to do with it but it's just that accessible you know there's even sound packs for it um the the exposure is very very there you mm. hear what i'm saying because it's the end thing you hear what i'm saying uh i actually lost my trail of thought no i know we're asking whether do you feel that it's the same narrative for the piano djs or is it just because piano events are rising that's why there's a demand for piano djs or is it because of the songs that are being made no that's because of the songs you know think about it there weren't there weren't um clubs that were playing gom until gom became famous mm. yeah i'm saying now that gom isn't that famous anymore there aren't as many gom um clubs that play gom you know what i'm saying so the music dictates what's happening in the currency currently it's i'm a piano in the south african context you know so people will um clubs will play piano because it'll bring in money yeah you know so it, now nah, it's all about the music to be honest you know the music takes you know on a commercial platform on a commercial platform so yeah. back in the day we used to have something i i don't know if it's still the same word now where there used to be commercial slash mainstream and there used to be underground you know type of thing what would you say currently is the underground? Because, you know, we use words like niche yeah. and all of that. But I, I would equate that to what people back then used to call underground. Yeah. So what do you think like is there, in, especially in the SA scene? In the SA scene. Okay, just to give context, um, from my understanding, what was commercial was vocal. What was underground was very much instrumental mm. you know from a very basic basic explanation yeah not to say that every vocal, vocal track was, yeah yeah uh, or vice versa yeah so and also it depended on the instrumentation or the arrangement of all the sounds used for a track mm-hmm. that would um, kind of classify this as commercial or mainstream friendly you hear what i'm saying mm. So, ooh, I'm losing my trail of thought so much. Yeah, the def- what would you say is the, the underground now? In today's, yeah. yeah, okay. So, now, I don't think there's really an underground and mainstream kind of thing. You kind of have mainstream and um, genres that want to be mainstream or exposed to. So, you don't really, you can't really say Afrotech is underground. You know, it's mm. you know as much as it's a it's it's a very small or niche, 
can't really say it's underground anymore. You know, you can't really say tech house in South Africa is underground because yeah. it has a market. Like these things have a market, and they're booming in their markets in South Africa. It's just not on public or on a nationwide kind of exposure. Mm. You know, so yeah. So if we were to compare, would say whatever's mainstream is still mainstream. You hear what I'm saying? And it, it's, it's no more about the sound anymore. It's about what just tips over and corporates buy into it. It's all about that. Mm. Tomorrow could be Tech House. Let's take Tech House. Yeah. You know, Cowards in South and Dirty Bird, that kind yeah. of sound. That could be commercial and that will be all Danny and Andy. Probably a lot of us will produce it and whatever and whatever and whatever. You know, tomorrow could be like rock indie rock <laughs> for instance that could be that could be that is know. such a dramatic explanation but okay it cool. is because you know if you were to compare what commercial was until now i'm a piano if if things were to remain the same i'm a piano, I'm a piano wasn't supposed to be commercial especially com. yeah yeah true true you hear what i'm saying so anything can happen you know gospel was commercial now you don't really hear gospel unless you're in church Mm, yeah interesting saying. interesting you know and there, there was speaking of gospel that sparked the chain of thought in my mind there was this era i, I think it was just around the gom when gom was peaking where djs used to like doing this thing especially when the party's like lit at like 12 1 where they'd stop they sit and they'd play gospel songs and it's cut a meal. yeah <laughs> so is that still happening do you still hear that or like and what was that like i don't get where that even came from look some people were creative mm. i'll give you that yeah um there was a party where oh, years back i think it was my first year not my second year in varsity but first out of home mm and we went to Pretoria and DJ Zandi started playing I don't know was it Tsonga music in his set that was lit you know <laughs> I won't even lie I was like that's creative you know but now we're not even creative anymore someone plays gospel a particular gospel track now certain people want to bite that idea they don't even go and look for another gospel track you know it's they want that one it's it's the same as when chaotic did the whole takalani sesame thing and people just it just it got wild yes it got very wild because and some people claim that they did it there's there's always those people that claim it was chaotic wow they can't tell us yeah you know (laughs) I, i always look at both sides of the fence that sometimes you know um in in to quote drake on this one Sometimes it's not about who did it first, but who, who did, did it, it right, you know, or who did it best. Well, but he still did it best <laughs> at first. <laughs> so most people, maybe we all exposed to chaotic, but maybe some people they popular in their hometown and may, just like me, I'm not saying this is the story. Just maybe that one night chaotic was booked there, and, and he, he heard, saw it. yeah, this guy who's only popular to his hometown, yeah. you know. And chaotic is like you know what I'll take this thing to the world type of thing. You know what I mean? It's so possible. It's it's it, it's very much possible. But hey, man, I just feel like also there's just too many of these beefs and wars going on about who started this thing first. You know, like some people, there's always this big, big, big debate about where piano comes from. You know, and I always say that. Piano comes from different places depending on who you ask. You ask someone from Soweto, it came from Soweto. You ask someone from East Rand, it came from East Rand. You ask someone from Pretoria, it came from Pretoria. I think, I think, I think, to be honest, it's a Pite versus East Rand thing. I don't think Soweto is in it. They make dope piano, but not that they started it. Uh, you you you're not buying that one. No, you're not buying that one. No. I, my fellow Sowetans, apparently, like we did not start this movement. You know, did they push it? 
Definitely. All right, cool. We'll take that one. We'll take that one, you know. Yeah. And did you ever feel, now that piano is, is a big thing, did you ever feel the urge to be a piano DJ at some point? Because piano is banging and all of that. No. I stick to my sound. I was forced to play piano. Okay. Yeah. When were you forced to play piano now? I can't mention. Eh? It's going to be tricky if I do. But yeah, it's one of those where you're forced, you know. So, uh, you know, you're subjected to passive aggressive, you know. Not to say that they say, no, you must play it, you know. But it was that if you don't, you know what's going to happen kind of feel. Get what I'm saying? But uh, outside of that, no, I have no desire. Hmm. Yeah, because it doesn't, because what I produce and what I normally play does not align with piano. I can use the acapellas. I'm open to using any acapella. I don't care if it's famous or not, <laughs> but not the, the sound itself. Okay. Yeah. And 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 your view on piano. What's your view on piano, as a sound, as and, a sound. and its future? Uh, I feel like ama piano is broken down into two. Mm-hmm. There's piano and there's dianos. Dianos okay. is, 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 <laughs> is what we were hearing most of the time in December. There was dianos. What we currently hearing, it's piano, ne? I rate piano is gonna last longer than the Yanos, you know. But I'm not saying that um, there aren't Yanos tracks that are banging and they will last. They mm. will last. But if you if you see how it's set up now, like it's going back to more soulful. There was a tweet I tweeted that piano um, is going to a stage where it's low key becoming like soulful house. If you only remove the bass and you replace it with something that's more relatable to a soulful house track, you've got a soulful house track, you know. But yeah, there's only one lady that kind of said, "Yeah, I can hear you too," and a lot of people might or might not, you know, um, agree, agree with that. But that that's how it is. Like, piano is becoming the piano that it was. In back the in, beginning. Yeah, in in its primitive stage, it's just that now it's on another level. It's you know. evolved. Yes. Yeah. So Dianos is kind of phasing out. Maybe it was a December thing. It still will be produced. I mean, people will like it. No one would turn down a turn up song, you know. That's Yan, true. That's you know. true. But the core of piano is still there and it's thriving. Well, slowly, but still thriving. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Because what I heard from um, an avid... I'm a piano consumer that I I rely on, you know, because I I, I I can't be all knowing and know everything myself. Yeah. His view on the matter was, as you called it, the Yanos, um, and the I'm 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 a like piano, yeah, right? Piano, yeah. Is that um, if there isn't anything to replace the Yanos, yeah, it will still be booming in the next December. But the same way that with Gom, Gom, there was the Yanos that came through. And that was piano before Yanos. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, and that came through and replaced it. Yeah. Gom didn't just like Phase subside yeah. on its own and there was like nothing for a period. There must always be what's got next. You know what I mean? True. Type of thing. So if there isn't anything that's got next, like, I, I support that view that if there isn't anything that's got next then we probably don't we probably still got another December coming with the Yanos and all of that but yeah man just to wrap it up I just want to say that yo man look your views are very very original and I like engaging with you on these matters um, this is a platform like I said for this type of engagement and hopefully this won't be the last time we discuss this thing because like we said there's so much to discuss yeah in sa dj culture it's just that time ish 
yeah, yeah. You know, time may be a factor and all of that but we'll still have another one so this mm-hmm. is the first one just for people to get a feel and all of that so any closing comments what you want people to know from your side oh just watch out for me uh, I'm putting in the work in 2020 uh, I'll be producing and releasing more tracks uh, I'll be improving you know so far to my standards they've been whack but I'll improve I'll be dope but just watch out for me um, my handles are Instagram and Twitter are the same at besto underscore guy one so that's b-e-s-t-o underscore k-a-i-1 okay all right cool 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 so that was besto guy one tidiso matasa on the very first episode of south african dj podcast in short it is sadj podcast don't forget to hashtag that hashtag sadj podcast one thing you know but let's capitalize the sa and the dj and then maybe just the p so that people can see what we're talking about so sadj podcast and yeah you know i've been your host mxr with the most you can catch me on the socials as mxr011 on twitter instagram and you can like my facebook page dj um dj M- no mxr dj sorry about that but you know let's make this thing simpler you can catch everything and i mean everything that i do on my website the new website that i've just launched this is probably where you got the podcast from it's dj hyphen mxr.com yeah like we are commercial in the international space baby so yeah so it's dj hyphen mxr.com you can catch all my music there you can catch all the podcasts of sa dj podcast there and you can also catch my mixes as well as some of blog posts that i'll be posting on my views and thoughts in everything and anything that comes to mind so let's catch each other there and thank you very much for listening to the sa dj podcast we out